Hello and welcome to Sleep Cove. Please listen to this in a place where you can safely go to sleep. This week is a calmness meditation where we go through the healing chakras in your body to promote absolute calm and stillness and hopefully you'll feel refreshed, anxiety free and able to have a great night's sleep. There is also a reading from Alice in Wonderland, but please feel free to skip this if you would like to go straight to the meditation. This episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service for men and women where an expert stylist picks clothes just for you based on your taste, style and price preferences and sends them straight to your door. Perfect if you want to discover something new or you want someone to do the hard work of shopping for you. It's a fun way to treat yourself and get to know your style. You might discover something you love that you might never have picked before. You pay just £10 for your stylist time and you can even redeem that against the items you decide to keep. It's a try before you buy. You pay only for what you decide to keep. Get styling tips from an expert and your stylist will give you ideas on how to wear the items that are sent to you. Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast by going to stitchfix.co.uk slash sleep right now. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X forward slash sleep. I want to give a big thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts and if you're enjoying the show please leave a review when you can. If you would like to skip the Alice in Wonderland story and go straight to the guided meditation please go to 22 minutes on the podcast. Now let's begin. Alice in Wonderland, Chapter 9 The Mock Turtle Story You can't think how glad I am to see you again, you dear old thing, said the Duchess, as she tucked her arm affectionately into Alice's, and they walked off together. Alice was very glad to find her in such a pleasant temper, and thought to herself that perhaps it was only the pepper that had made her so savage when they met in the kitchen. When I'm a duchess, she said to herself, not in a very hopeful tone though, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Soup does very well without. Maybe it's always pepper that makes people hot-tempered, she went on, very much pleased at having found out a new kind of rule. And vinegar that makes them sour, and chamomile that makes them bitter, and, and, barley sugar, and such things that make children sweet-tempered. I only wish people knew that, 
then they wouldn't be so stingy about it, you know. She had quite forgotten the Duchess by this time. Anne was a little startled when she heard a voice close to her ear. You're thinking about something, my dear, and that makes you forget to talk. I can't tell you just now what the moral of that is, but I shall remember it in a bit. Perhaps it hasn't one, Alice ventured to remark. Tut, tut, child, said the Duchess. Everything's got a moral, if only you can find it. And she squeezed herself up closer to Alice's side as she spoke. Alice did not much like keeping so close to her. First, because the Duchess was very ugly. And secondly, because she was exactly the right height to rest her chin upon Alice's shoulder. And it was an uncomfortable sharp chin. However, she did not like to be rude, so she bore it as well as she could. The game's going on rather better now, she said, by way of keeping up the conversation a little. Tis so, said the Duchess, and the moral of that is, Oh, tis love, tis love that make the world go round. Somebody said, Alice whispered, that it's done by everybody minding their own business. Oh well, it means much the same thing, said the Duchess, digging her sharp little chin into Alice's shoulder, as she added, and the moral of that is, take care of the sense, and the sounds which take care of themselves. How fond is she of finding morals and things, Alice thought to herself. I dare say you're wondering why I shouldn't put my arm round your waist, the Duchess said after a pause. The reason is that I'm doubtful about the temper of your flamingo. Shall I try the experiment? He might bite, Alice cautiously replied, not feeling at all anxious to have the experiment tried. Very true, said the Duchess. Flamingos and mustard both bite, and the moral of that is, birds of a feather flock together. Only mustard isn't a bird, Alice remarked. Right as usual, said the Duchess, what a clear way you have of putting things. It's a mineral, I think, said Alice. Of course it is, said the Duchess, who seemed ready to agree with anything Alice said. There's a large mustard mine near here, and the moral of that is, the more there is of mine, the less there is of yours. Oh, I know, exclaimed Alice, who had not attended to this last remark. It's a vegetable. It doesn't look like one, but it is. I quite agree with you, said the Duchess, and the moral of that is, be what you would seem to be, or if you'd like it put more simply, never imagine yourself not to be otherwise, but it might appear to others that you were or might have been not otherwise than what you had been would have appeared to them be otherwise. I think I would understand that better, Alice said very politely, if I had it written down, 
but I can't quite follow as you say it. There's nothing to it, what I could say if I choose, the Duchess replied in a pleased tone. Pray don't trouble yourself to say it any longer than that, said Alice. Oh, don't talk about trouble, said the Duchess. I make a present of everything I've said as yet. A cheap sort of present, thought Alice. I'm glad they don't give birthday presents like that. But she did not venture to say it out loud. Thinking again, the Duchess asked, with another dig of her sharp little chin. I've a right to think, said Alice sharply, for she was beginning to feel a little worried. Just about as much right, said the Duchess, as pigs have to fly, and the... But here, to Alice's great surprise, the Duchess's voice died away, even in the middle of her favourite word, moral, and the arm that linked into hers began to tremble. Alice looked up and there stood the Queen in front of them, with her arms folded, frowning like a thunderstorm. A fine day, Your Majesty, the Duchess began in a low, weak voice. Now, I give you fair warning, shouted the Queen, stamping on the ground as she spoke. Either you or your head must be off, and that in about half no time take your choice. The Duchess took her choice and was gone in a moment. Let's go on with the game, the Queen said to Alice, and Alice was too much frightened to say a word, but slowly followed her back to the croquet lawn. The other guests had taken advantage of the Queen's absence, and were resting in the shade. However, the moment they saw her, they hurried back to the game. The Queen merely remarked that a moment's delay would cost them their lives. All the time they were playing, the Queen never left off, quarrelling with the other players and shouting, Off with his head! All off with her head! Those whom she sentenced were taken into custody by the soldiers, who of course had to leave off being archers to do this, so that by the end of half an hour, also there were no archers left, and all the players except the king, the queen and Alice were in custody, and under a sentence of execution. Then the queen left off, quite out of breath, and said to Alice, Have you seen the mock turtle yet? No, said Alice. I don't even know what a mock turtle is. It's the thing mock turtle soup is made from, said the queen. I never saw one, or heard of one, said Alice. Come on then, said the queen, and he shall tell you the history. As they walked off together, Alice heard the king say in a low voice to the company general, you are all pardoned. Come, that's a good thing, she said to herself, for she had felt quite unhappy at the number of executions the queen had ordered. They very soon came upon a griffin, lying fast asleep in the sun. 
up, lazy thing, said the queen, and take this young lady to see the mock turtle, and to hear his story. I must go back and see after some executions I have ordered. And she walked off, leaving Alice alone with the griffin. Alice did not quite like the look of the creature, but on the whole she thought it would be quite as safe to stay with it as to go after the savage queen. So she waited. The griffin sat up and rubbed its eyes. Then it watched the queen till she was out of sight. Then it chuckled. What fun, said the griffin, half to itself, half to Alice. What is the fun, said Alice. Why she, said the griffin, it's all her fancy, that they never execute nobody, you know. Come on. Everybody says come on here, thought Alice, as she went slowly after it. I never was so ordered about in all my life. Never. They had not gone very far before they saw the mock turtle in the distance, sitting sad and lonely on a little ledge of rock, and as they came nearer, Alice could hear him sighing as if his heart would break. She pitied him deeply. What is his sorrow? She asked the griffin, and the griffin answered, very nearly in the same words as before. It's all his fancy that. He hasn't got no sorrow, you know. Come on. So they went up to the mock turtle, who looked at them with large eyes full of tears, but said nothing. This here, young lady, said the griffin, she wants for to know your history, she do. I'll tell it to her, said the mock turtle, in a deep, hollow tone. Sit down, both of you, and don't speak a word till I have finished. So they sat down, and nobody spoke for some minutes. Alice thought to herself, I don't see how he can ever finish if he doesn't begin. So she waited patiently. Once said the mock turtle at last with a deep sigh, I was a real turtle. These words were followed by a large silence, broken only by an occasional exclamation of Hukurch! from the griffin and the constant heavy sobbing of the mock turtle. Alice was very nearly getting up and saying thank you sir for your interesting story, but she could not help thinking there must be more to come. So she sat still and said nothing. When we were little the mock turtle went on at last, more calmly though still sobbing a little now and then, we went to school in the sea. The master was an old turtle. We used to call him Tortoise. Why did you call him Tortoise if he wasn't one? Alice asked. We called him Tortoise because he taught us, said the mock turtle angrily. Really, you are very dull. 
you ought to be ashamed of yourself for asking such a simple question, added the griffin, and then they both sat silent and looked at poor Alice who felt ready to sink into the earth. At last the griffin said to the mock turtle, drive on old fellow, don't be all day about it, and he went on in these words, yes we went to the school in the sea, though you mayn't believe it, I never said I didn't, interrupted Alice, you did, said the mock turtle, hold your tongue, added the griffin before Alice could speak again, the mock turtle went on, we had the best of educations, in fact we went to school every day, I've been to a day school too, said Alice, you needn't to be so proud as all that, with extras, asked the mock turtle a little anxiously, yes, said Alice, we learned French and music, and washing, said the mock turtle, certainly not, said Alice indignantly, ah, then yours wasn't really a good school, said the mock turtle in a tone of great relief, now at ours they had, at the end of the bill, French, music and washing extra. You couldn't have wanted it much, said Alice, living at the bottom of the sea. I couldn't afford to learn it, said the mock turtle with a sigh. I only took the regular course. What was that? inquired Alice. Reeling and writhing, of course, to begin with, the mock turtle replied, and then the different branches of arithmetic, ambition, distraction, uglification, and derision. I've never heard of uglification, Alice ventured to say. What is that? The griffin lifted up both its paws in surprise. What? Never heard of uglifying, it exclaimed. You know what to beautify is, I suppose. Yes, said Alice doubtfully. It means to make anything prettier. Well then, the griffin went on, if you don't know what to uglify is, you are a simpleton. Alice did not feel encouraged to ask any more questions about it. So she turned to the mock turtle and said, what else had you to learn? Well, there was a mystery, the mock turtle replied, counting off the subjects on his flappers. Mystery, ancient, and the modern, with seography. Then drawing, the drawing master was an old conger eel that used to come once a week. He taught us drawing, stretching, and fainting in coils. What was that like, said Alice? Well, I can't show it to you myself, the mock turtle said. I'm too stiff, and the griffin never learnt it. Hadn't time, said the griffin. I went to the classical master, though. He was an old crab, he was. I never went to him, the mock turtle said with a sigh. He taught, laughing in grief, they used to say. So he did, so he did, said the griffin, sighing in his turn. 
and both creatures hid their faces in their paws. How many hours a day did you do lessons, said Alice in a hurry to change the subject. Ten hours the first day, said the Mock Turtle, nine hours the next, and so on. What a curious plan, exclaimed Alice. That's the reason they're called lessons, the Griffin remarked, because they lessen from day to day. This was quite a new idea to Alice, and she thought it over a little before she made her next remark. Then the eleventh day must have been a holiday. Of course it was, said the Mock Turtle. And how did you manage on the twelfth? Alice went on eagerly. That's enough about lessons, the Griffin interrupted in a very decided tone. Tell us something about the games now. The second part of the podcast is sponsored by Manta Sleep. Manta Sleep produce a range of super comfortable and innovative sleep masks. I have one myself and they're absolutely comfortable and block out 100% of the light. Some customers have referred to Manta Sleep masks as bras for your eyes. And they also offer products such as sound machines and travel pillows. I'll definitely recommend you trying them out as they have soft, breathable and durable materials and they put zero pressure on your eyelids and lashes. They have a range of different masks including cool, warm, weighted and even aroma masks. Please go to mantasleep.com and check out their range. I'm sure you'll like them. Welcome to this guided meditation that will help you experience a deep sense of calmness, fall asleep more easily and wake up feeling rejuvenated in the morning. This wonderful journey begins with relaxing breathing and enhanced calming awareness that will help you to restore energy to your chakras and at the same time bring the energy of your entire being into balance and harmony. We will visit and focus on each chakra individually on this journey that will prepare you and invite any kind of energy healing during your sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and energized. Find a comfortable safe place where you will not be disturbed during this session and make all necessary adjustments to increase your comfort and start going into a relaxed state of mind. Lie down and do what you usually do to prepare yourself for a good night's rest. Make yourself comfy and cosy like many times before and realise how this small ritual already gets you in that relaxed state of mind 
knowing that your day is finished and that you are going to spontaneously drift into a rejuvenating and refreshing sleep tonight. As soon as you finish your night's ritual for good rest and all preparation for sleeping is done, take a deep breath in and exhale with that sense of relief, knowing that everything is finished and you are finally beginning to relax and unwind and let go. Continue your relaxation by shifting your awareness to your breathing and passively observing your breathing with relaxed attention and notice how the air is going in and out of your lungs and abdomen. In a moment I am going to ask you to purposefully change the rhythm of your breathing so that you can go into a deeper state of relaxation than before. I'm going to ask you to inhale to a count of three seconds, hold your breath for three seconds and finally exhale to a count of five seconds as you let go of all tensions and double your relaxation. Start inhaling now to a count of three, two, one and hold your breath for three seconds. Two, one, and slowly exhale as you let go of all tensions. Five, four, relax, two, one, and double your relaxation now. Allow your breathing to happen on its own, naturally. The way it makes you at ease as you passively observe the air going in and going out. You don't need to do anything. Just relax and notice what makes you go deeper into relaxation. Do you find yourself going deeper as you inhale or you find yourself going deeper into relaxation each time you exhale? You might not even be sure, but all you know is that you're feeling this relaxation. You notice that if you're under a cover, 
you slowly feel that you are warming up and all the muscles underneath are melting, becoming smooth and soft. Feel the pleasant heaviness of your muscles and imagine that your arms and legs are so heavy now, so heavy that it seems like they are falling through the mattress. Become aware of your left leg and consciously instruct all the muscles in your left leg to relax, become soft and very, very heavy and gently move your focus to your right leg and imagine all muscles in your right leg becoming relaxed, soft and very very heavy now, pay attention to your left arm, give suggestions to your left arm to completely relax and become very heavy, tensions melting away as you instruct your right arm to let go and relax all muscles right now becoming so heavy allow that pleasant feeling of having your muscles together with that nice warmth from the cover to reach all the way down to the centre of your body and mind and let go of everything from the outside world and just become aware of your inner world. In a moment I'm going to guide you chakra activation just before you fall asleep and let your body do any kind of healing overnight when energy flows more freely without distractions from the outside world let's begin it now Focus on the root chakra at the base of your spine. Root chakra helps you to stand firmly on your feet as you meet all of your challenges. It controls your instinct to survive and win. Start restoring energy 
in your root chakra by imagining that each breath fills your energy center at the base of your spine. Imagine a beautiful closed red flower that is beginning to open its petals, slowly petal by petal with each breath in, making it filled with energy more and more, and see it becoming bigger and brighter. When the flower is fully opened, see energy radiating red colour in all directions from the base of your spine, activating your energy to meet any challenge and win. Feel the energy rising from your root chakra to your sacral chakra of the lower abdomen about two inches below the navel. Sacral chakra helps you with your emotions and understanding the emotions of others. It controls your creativity and sexuality. Start restoring energy in your sacral chakra by imagining that each breath fills your energy center at your lower abdomen near the navel and imagine a beautiful closed orange flower that is opening its petals slowly petal by petal with each breath in making it filled with energy more and more and see it becoming bigger and brighter. When the flower is fully opened, see energy radiating orange colour in all directions from your lower abdomen, activating your energy to connect with others and understand emotions. Energy moving upwards and reaching your solar plexus chakram in your upper abdomen in the stomach area. Solar plexus chakra helps you with your confidence and your self-worth. It influences your sense of control. Start restoring energy in your solar plexus chakra by imagining that each breath fills your energy center at your upper abdomen in the stomach. Imagine a beautiful closed yellow flower that is opening its petals slowly, petal by petal with each breath in, 
making it filled with energy more and more and see it becoming bigger and brighter. When the flower is fully opened, see energy radiating yellow colour in all directions from your upper abdomen, activating energy to be more confident in everything you do. Energy is filling your heart chakra at the centre of your chest, just above the heart. Heart chakra helps you receiving and giving love. Imagine the love for yourself and start restoring energy in your heart chakra by imagining that each breath fills your energy centre in your chest and imagine a beautiful closed green flower that is opening its petals slowly petal by petal with each breath in making it filled with energy more and more and see it becoming bigger and brighter when the flower is fully opened see energy radiating green colour in all directions from your upper abdomen activating your energy to give and receive abundant love energy becomes stronger as it reaches throat chakra located in your throat Throat chakra helps with you communicating your heart's desires more clearly. It allows you to express yourself fully. Start restoring energy in your throat chakra by imagining that each breath fills your energy centre in your throat. Imagine a beautiful closed turquoise flower that is opening its petals and slowly petal by petal with each breath in making it filled with energy more and more and see it becoming bigger and brighter when the flower is fully opened See energy radiating turquoise colour in all directions from your throat, activating your energy to express your desires more clearly and to speak more from your heart. Your energy is becoming more balanced in your third eye chakra in your forehead between your eyes. Third eye chakra helps you with your imagination and intuition. It controls your ability to see the big picture. 
start restoring energy in your third eye chakra by imagining that each breath fills your energy center in your forehead between your eyes. Imagine a beautiful closed purple flower that is opening its petals, slowly petal by petal, with each breath in, making it filled with energy more and more, and see it becoming bigger and brighter. When the flower is fully opened, see energy radiating purple colour in all directions from your forehead, activating your energy to see your energy and to see the big picture and have perfect intuition. Finally energy comes to your crown chakra and the very top of your head. Crown chakra helps you connect spirituality with yourself and everything around you. Start restoring energy in your crown chakra by imagining that each breath fills your energy center at your upper abdomen in the stomach. Imagine a beautiful white closed flower that is opening its petals slowly, petal by petal with each breath in making it filled with energy more and more and see it becoming bigger and brighter. When the flower is fully opened, see energy radiating white colour in all directions from the top of your head activating your energy to connect spirituality and connect spiritually with your inner and outer world. Energy starts to fountain in all directions and creating that wonderful energy field that is perfectly harmonized and balanced with your entire being, feeling whole and complete, connected to the whole universe, allowing energy healing to happen naturally during your sleep, decide that you will let yourself fall into a deep sleep tonight, spontaneously, by simply listening to my voice, 
and counting down from 10 to 1. The moment I say 1, you will become more than ready to completely surrender and gently drift off to a wonderful land of dreams, of relaxation, where healing happens every night, including tonight. Ten nine, going deeper into relaxation, pleasant heaviness, Eight, seven, drifting off, deeper and deeper still, six, five, all the way down, and relax and unwind, let go, that's right, sleep, four, three, Falling deeply asleep and restful. Rejuvenating sleep is near to one. And completely surrender now. And allow any kind of healing to happen naturally. As you gently drift off. And have that good night of rejuvenating sleep.